Welcome to the Enlighten Up Podcast. I am your host, Nicole Frolic, and I invite you to cozy up with me each week as I explore all aspects of the spiritual journey, spiritual biohacking, and expanding the mind beyond this reality. Remember that the collective awakening can start by planting one seed. So thanks for being such an amazing audience and sharing these shows with your family and friends. So without further ado, let's jump right into the episode and find out what we're discovering today. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Enlighten Up podcast. Uh, really happy to be back here with you because today I have a very quick returning guest. Carolyn McDonald is back with us again. If you missed her first episode, please check out episode 159, the manifestation PSYOP. She went into a lot of great detail there. And today we're going to talk about the twin flame PSYOP. Ooh, it's going to be fun. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Kaylin, so good to have you back here. Thanks, Nicole. Yeah, no, I uh, I really loved our first, uh, our part one, and I've been really looking forward to part two. Um, yeah, so thank you for, thank you for having me back on. Yeah, and um, a lot of people were really interested in what you had to share, loved your rawness as well. Thanks mm-hmm. for being raw. <laughs> Raw and dirty. That's I'm gonna yeah, make it a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. So, um, just on a really quick side note, uh, today's a pretty big day that we're recording on because, well, it seems a little Miss Gisling Maxwell got arrested right. this morning. Yeah. <laughs> Movers and shakers are going down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was um, that. I mean, what what better uh, what better news to wake up to? Um, I would actually like to. There's a there's one thing that because I'm actually at a at a an event with with some colleagues of mine right now, and so of course this is like the topic of discussion. And one of them <clears throat> one of them was noting that there's a lot of Trump pictures going around with Ghislaine and I said well naturally you know I mean there's it's obviously it's the possibility that you know she's a scapegoat um you know that they sacrificed her just to get those pictures back in circulation and to get that um that psyop really back into circulation as far as the president being um having any association or connection to Epstein uh uh the Epstein empire we'll say um and um but really like i mean that has been addressed to the max like it has been addressed that uh that the president cut ties as soon as he learned about uh, you know any of those issues going on i mean that's the assumption that we can make um you know and clearly with all of the other the other actions and administrative decisions and so forth that the president is clearly going after human trafficking child trafficking um the sex trafficking industry and, and obviously epstein is a part of that so um you know, it's just, I just really want to kind of like put it out there right now that even though these, these pictures are circulating, just know that that is part of the psychological operation. Um, and as well as, you know, don't, you know, if you see that picture, you have to do your, you still have to do your own research. You still have to, do, you know, have your own discernment process. And it's very available right now. The president, you know, it has been addressed to death, quite honestly, in the last four years that the president made very specific moves to distance himself from um, that that group, that empire, that that situation. Um, as soon as you know, we can assume as soon as he learned what was happening. So, and which was decades ago. It was you know quite a long time ago. So, uh, that's my personal plug um, on on any association of the president with the Epstein Empire. 
Yeah, I agree with you. I've kind of looked into a lot of that and everything just comes up um, empty. <laughs> right. And it will for yeah. sure. Yeah. And of course, mm-hmm. yeah, it's to be expected, right? Um, all of these, all of these um, curveballs being thrown in just to kind of throw people off. There's so much misinformation, disinformation happening that this really is the age of discernment. Um, mm. It is so important to continually do your own research, look into everything and uh, be on high alert. So and always be it's, willing to be wrong. Yeah. That's, that's always my, yeah, uh, be my willing personal to be motto. Wrong. Be willing to be wrong. Be malleable. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's okay. I know I have been, I certainly have been at times. Oh, yeah. like, oh that was a good learning lesson. <laughs> Absolutely. I have a long list of retractions that I've had to make in my years as a, you know, as a truther or as an independent uh, researcher or, you know, just my line of work in marketing and so forth. So you have to be willing to be wrong. You have to be willing to learn, you know, go easy on, on yourself and others. Um, because we, not only were we not taught how to truly discern, but we were also programmed to have more of an emotional response than an analytical response, a more of a triggered response versus a, um, a you know, a rational and reasonal, reasoning uh, process. Like we don't actually have that as a society. And so, um, so understanding that even the most seasoned veterans of us in this, um, you know, disclosure, truth, or great awakening movements, um, even we are still learning um, as we go as far as our discernment process and how to um, how to navigate uh, truth from the disinfo and misinfo campaigns everybody truly genuinely understand that we are be, we are all targeted individuals uh, we talked about this in our last part you know from our first days first moments on earth we are battling the matrix and so it, they they are actively targeting all of us at all times um, and so it's not you know just be kind to yourself, be kind to others when we, when we realize we might've been wrong or when we get new information and, you know, our, our opinions change or our our stances change on certain things. Um, It's just being willing to flow with the energetics of, of this awakening process versus trying to dig our heels in and fight it or, you know, getting stuck in our own egos and our, in, in our own ways um, and not a lot, not, not making truth the goal. You know, it's not about brands. It's not about our, 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 um, our, uh, you know, the, the public personalities. It's not about, you know, who we think we are in public and in, and online and so forth. It's, it should, the goal should always be the truth. And sometimes we're the ones that get sacrificed in that pursuit. So, you know, just being kind to yourself and others in all areas, but especially in this truth or community is, is, um, a good takeaway, maybe. <laughs> no, I think it's it's well said, and I completely concur with everything you with everything you just said. It was very well said. So moving on into the twin flame, I think it's a little funny, actually. I, I had a little bit of chuckle about this when we think about how you and I had planned to do this whole twin flame um, talk today and the psyop of it, and then of course, like the Epstein Maxwell, like. They could in in some Are they ways, like the could, dark twin. They're twin like the flames? dark like, twin. Oh, that's creepy. Ugh. Right. Yeah. All right. I see where you're going with this. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. I don't know. Like, if Darth Vader created twin flames, like they would. Be- <laughs> <laughs> would they be it? Yeah. Right. Oh God, the Clintons and the oh, exactly. like Beyonce and Jay Z. That would be some dark. Yes. Exactly. Energy. Yeah. So and I've never. Right. Even, I haven't even like. You just like. You just. uh 
put a rabbit hole in front of me I've never even looked at, you know, so now I'm like, hmm, interesting. Okay. Maybe we'll fall down that hole together. Oh so God, right? just as long as we can crawl back out, because that has got to be some dark energy. Man. That is <laughs> like, really sure. scary energy. It's really mm -hmm. scary energy. And, and so let's get into this whole twin flame and the psyop part of it, because um, when did you first start learning about the whole twin flame connection? And, and when did that come across your awareness? Um, so there's, I mean, you know, that's a very holographic answer, um, because truly it, it was, it's always been a part of me, um, even as a little child, like, you know, I had imaginary friends and all of those things, and I'm sure those are rabbit holes in and of themselves, you know, like as a child, but, um, but I, when I say it's always been a part of my awareness, so I, there were different times in my early, early childhood, um, and even kind of like mid childhood that, that I used to fantasize about having like a sibling out there that I didn't know about or a, um, you know, I remember like going through this phase thinking like my mom, like I was a twin and I had knowing nothing about the twin flame part of it, but just like thinking like I was a twin and what if my mom, like, what if my like twin died and my mom never told me, or what if I had a sibling out there that like I didn't know about or so I kind of always had this pulling or this yearning or this like understanding of missing myself um, that just manifested in whatever particular developmental age I was at at the time. Um, and even, you know, as I, uh, we talked about in, in part one, you know, my, my sobriety date is two twenty two twelve, And so that's a, that's a, a fair, it's a fair awakening day as well. You know, there were stuff that happened before that and so forth. And, you know, there are bigger parts of my awakening that happened years after that day, but that's a good, that's a good time stamp to say that's when my awakening started. Um, and even in those first few years before I really went down a lot of the esoteric and occulted rabbit holes, um, as far as like ancient spiritualities and so forth and ancient um, teachings or, or uh, philosophies, things like that. Um, even then, I always felt like I was seeking somebody that I didn't know who, you know, because even if I was in a relationship, I felt like I was still seeking somebody else and I was seeking a, a part of myself. Um, and the, so, and then in, after, in my awakening process, then of course, you know, I, I did learn terms like twin flames or soulmates and soul contracts and like all of, I started, you know, learning a lot of those concepts. Um, and, and then I was, it was almost like my seeking became a little more targeted. So I kind of, now I felt like I knew what I was looking for. Um, but still, and this is kind of where the, the PSYOP explanation begins, you know, I thought I knew what I was looking for. And I thought that I, you know, um, I thought I was looking for some like fairy tale, happy ending, uh, part of myself that like, once I found this person, like that would just be, it for the all time and and so forth and that's just not how what happened that's <laughs> not that's not how that went down um it's not how it's currently going down you know um and so uh i i would say that was kind of that's kind of like my intro to to twin flame is before like the story actually began so what would be your um definition like how do you define the twin flame Mm, you know, a definition seems so like finite and linear that it doesn't mm. even feel like that could equate to it because it is such a, 
Um, I use the word holographic a lot, like when I'm explaining certain concepts, because it's really taking it from the 3D to the 4D model. And really, you know, I think there's, I used to use, I use holistic a lot too, you know, like a holistic view of certain things, but really it's my understanding. And really it's kind of how I see reality in my head now is more holographic. Like there's, it's going to give you, if you take an idea and it just goes, and like now it's like this full circumference hologram. Um, so I, I don't, I don't know what the definition mm -hmm. of a twin flame is for me. My understanding is um, it, it, it's like my cosmic DNA match, right? Like there is, there's so many things about my, my twin that, um, so one, one, uh, way that we understand each other is that I, I'm very much in my upper chakras a lot and he is very much in his lower chakras. Like he is like made of earth. Like, I don't even know how to explain that, but I can see like images of him, like literally like coming out of the earth. He just has, even his last name is, is an earthly last name. Like it, it's, it translates to, to an, uh, an earth, a feature of earth. Right. And so, and I'm obviously keeping his anonymity right now, but, um, and so he's just made of earth. And so when you put us together, we're really one chakra system, but we knew that about each other before we knew who each other were. Like he, I had already known that I like just kind of operate up here. Um, you know, even to the point where in a lot of trauma work that I had to do, I actually had to come down. I had to like actually do protocols to come down into mm -hmm. my lower chakras just to, to face and deal and interact with the traumas that were, that were down there and, you know, in my root and sacral and solar plexus chakras. Um, because again, I just naturally kind of gravitate up here. And, you know, so I knew that about myself and, and then, you know, just kind of knowing him, knowing how very, like, he holds a lot of earth magic, like, even his lineage has a lot of, um, has a lot of old magic in it, and, like, his, his ancestry, and, and so that's one way, right, so maybe, maybe the definition of a twin, you know, a twin connection is that, you know, you're just, like, a chakra system that, that gets split, or, you know, there is the whole, like, like, the spark, the divine spark that gets split into two, um, where you're, you're your own sovereign beings, but you, you know what I mean, the root of you is the same, like, comes from the same place, um, or, you know, there's, um, I, I, I don't know. It's just, it's so, it's such a fluid understanding that you really have to like understand, you have to be malleable with it to understand like, you know, then there's the soul contract part. Like you, you are each other's perfect trigger. Um, you know, there's, well, there's some teachings that talk about the, the, the twin flames will come. Um, they incarnate on earth at the same time. If they incarnate on earth at the same time, it's for a mission. You have a mission that there's, because there's a stronger activation between the two of you. Um, which makes a lot of sense in, in my particular case or any twin flames now, I guess, in, in, on earth because of the transition that earth is going through right now. Like it makes sense that there are more mm -hmm. um, incarnated on earth at the same time. Um, but then there's also the healing aspect of it. So my twin and I both have disorders. We both have been through trauma. We're both actually targeted individuals. And so, um, or whatever that is, I don't consider myself a TI. I know that there is a community of TIs and I don't, I, that's, I, I don't, I, I don't want to take anything away from them and what they experience. Um, I would say him and I are more, we've been targeted since birth type of a thing versus maybe like actively right now but anyways um so then there's so if you actually if you put him and I together we're actually each other's perfect trigger uh we both have trauma so we both have um some um 
you know, consequences of, tra of trauma that happen and w we actually trigger each other perfectly, which is, makes it very difficult because we have to trigger each other's healing. Like we have to activate that. And the only way to activate healing in the third dimension is to be the mirror to, to shine it back, you know, reflect it back on the person. So, you know what I mean? And I'm sure there's probably 11 more definitions that you could give <laughs> yeah. or, you know, like concepts around it. Um, it's a very, um, it's a very complex um, relationship. Uh, and when I say relationship, I mean the, on all levels, you know, like everything that's kind of connecting the two souls. Mm -hmm. uh, it's so interwoven uh, that it, it can get confusing at times. Like you, I I thought I had met my twin, you know, before I I did, and I know who my I know who my twin is right now, and um, the person that I thought, you know, I was convinced afterwards when it came to light, I realized, and actually there was an event that happened between this person and I, that made me realize this is not my twin, and I was, this is going to be funny but I was convinced that reptilians were using him to get to me. <laughs> that's, that's not really weird in my world. So I get it. <laughs> like, like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so, um, and yeah, so, but it's like the story, the story is, see, like I'm very much a romantic at heart. I, I'm, I'm a, I, I, I love big. I just, I love the idea of big love um, I came into this world as a child, just so enthralled with big love. Like it's just part of me. And so the romantic stories and the story of the twin flame is just really beautiful in many ways, but there are also aspects of it that feel like it's a trap to me, um, to keep people in, uh, especially those who are awakening and in, in, in moving in their vibration uh, higher and higher, to stagnate them and, and keep them in a space where they're not growing anymore. What are your thoughts on that? So this is really getting into, you know, the whole topic of our discussion, which is the psychological operation of the twin flame. So, there, and there's a, there's a few things that I want to kind of preface this for. Um, so when we're dealing with the the cabal, the Illuminati, the you know the 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 darker occulted, whatever you resonate as the bad guy, you know whoever that is for you, you know for the audience. Um, so one thing that I, I always stress to never put past them is their intelligence and their brilliance and their higher understanding um, and also engineered suppression of that same information for us but their higher understanding of sacred sciences which sacred science what the reason i love that phrase is because that that sacred science puts the puts science and magic together which that chasm that was that was engineered to divide the two is why we don't know how to use it it's not it's it's that like dividing you know spirituality and science like putting that massive divide between the two is why we are an oppressed planet right now because we don't understand our power we don't understand the power of the universe of nature of ourselves um you know of energy of of matter you know the the truth of the reality of all of these things we have been kept from us because why would they tell why would they give us the information we need to free ourselves right so um 
So understanding that the bad guys do understand these things. Um, you know, they know, they knew wanderers, if you subscribe to the law of one, they knew wanderers were coming. They knew, they know what a twin flame is. They know, um, they know the science behind it. They know the magic behind it. They know, they know all of these things. And so they can actually get in front of these things um, and, and keep that information from us and, and weaponize it against us, which is now we have the twin flame psyop, the, the Disney fairy tale, big love, you know, that it's that we have that, that one happily ever after, you know, person waiting out there type of a thing, et cetera. Um, because they take it, they take a kernel of the truth and that's how they can weaponize it against us because we will resonate with it on a soul level because on a soul level, we know that we know it to be true. Um, but, but then they leave out all of the information that we need, you know, to, to like, like the working information, the working information behind it is that the twin flame is there. It is your perfect mirror, perfect mirror. Do you know what, what a reflection looks like to a traumatized person on a traumatized planet? Like it's big and it's, painful <laughs> and, it's, and it's dark, you know, and when you have your perfect mirror, um, that is that, you know, it, it is a, it's a healing process and it is a, um, it's, but it, it's, it's the one that could break you free completely, you know, which means like, you know, it's kind of like that in the, in hermeticism, the law of rhythm, that the pendulum concept, you know, if you're going to swing as far this way, you're going to swing as far that way, rhythm, right? The, the, the universe operates in this way. And so it's kind of like, if this is going to be your greatest freedom, it's also going to be your greatest trial to get to it. Like they're like, they have to, they have to equal each other, they have to match each other in frequency. And yeah. so- absolutely that's where right that's where the so when it's your twin you know and especially if you are have been in any type of like program or you know targeted or or any of those things like our traumas are even bigger sometimes you know um and so it just it can be a very tumultuous relationship it can be a very dark relationship it can be a very um painful very very painful relationship because it also brings up the things that are we naturally as humans have either compartmentalized or repressed or, you know, eat, drink, smoke, gamble to not have to deal with like every human does, you know what I mean? When, when something hurts or there's a trauma, like we all have ways that we have learned to survive these things. But once the twin comes in, that's it. Like there's no more running from your shadow in any way, shape or form. Um, and, and that, that can be difficult. So, so that's kind of like that, that's the psyop of it is, um, if we're not prepared for it, if we're not, if we don't know why it's there, if we don't know what it will bring, if we don't have the tools to handle it, and if we don't, we're not prepared for that level of reflection back to us, um, it's chaos. Like it's literally, it's just chaos because, you know, I, I can say in, in my experience, the, the reunion part of, um, so my twin and I knew each other for a long time, but we call it our amnesia mm -hmm. because I had to go through a lot of healing before I could get to the, like, I could match the frequency that would let us remember who we are. He remembered a little bit before I did, um, but I didn't. And, um, and so, but the moment that I did, it was literally, there was just this very, it was very magical. Like I was, I was, um, I was coming out of a very dark year and I was, there were 
there were so many things that had to align just right. Like from, there was a show that I got led to watch that had a lot of synchronicities for him and I, um, it had to be after the turn of the year. So this was literally like the first week of 2016. Um, there were, there were just a lot of things, but I remember I was laying in my living room and I had that show on and like, I was kind of, we had been texting like as friends, you know, we had been working together for a little while. So we had been colleagues for some time and, um, and I had texted him about something and all of a sudden it was like the room shifted and I, it felt like this, like, I don't know how to explain it, but like, it felt like something like moved this way in my mind. And all of a sudden I had this thought, like, did I know him in a past life? That was it. And I was already a very esoteric person. I was already, you know, I already had the chakra system down my back and I already like, like my tattoo on my back, you know? And so like why I had never thought this before about this particular person just made no sense. But all of a sudden it was just that simple thought. And I was like, did we know each other in a past life? And then I had this, this energetic activation happen. My body got really hot. Like I started sweating. It was just like this whole like visceral experience. And then from there is when just the, the, the blocks started tumbling down and it took a couple weeks to a couple, like about a month and a half, I would say somewhere between like three to six weeks. Um, because the acceleration that happens when that, when that reunion phase happens is just space and time are, they operate differently. They operate differently. Information comes differently and it's all very overwhelming. It's all very intense. I had certain chakras activating. I would get like, like images, like information would come in pictures. I don't really know how to explain it, but I mean, what took me four years of seeking like was blown out of the water in like three weeks of like this twin reunion activation thing that happens. Um, you know, and so, so those, those, that time is almost like, it's almost like I, I like, I liken it to, um, you know how like like a, a a mother and child like of any mammal you know there's like that that bonding time that happens and it's almost mm-hmm. like that bond has to happen because so much hardship is coming down, down the road like like science actually has this like biological you know what i mean it's like a like a dopamine or some kind of transfer that happens between mother and child because like it's about to get really rocky so that bond has to happen so that you can like make it through those times that's what kind of happened at least for me in my my twin thing like that that part like it binds you through a lot of like the the darker shadow work um and so my mind's going blank I don't know if that means maybe sometimes that happens and that means I'm like supposed to stop talking (laughs) just gonna like take the words like literally it's like and I don't know where I was going well yeah it's 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 very interesting because when you meet um, someone who is your twin or something along those lines. Okay. Uh, of that kind of energy. You're right. It literally is the perfect mirror. You're, you're learning the exact same lessons, uh, (laughs) through one another. You're triggering each other a lot. Um, and the triggers are to me, triggers are like golden nuggets of awareness opportunities to take your, level of consciousness to a, a quantum level above that and, and beyond that. And so for me, what I've noticed is, yeah, it's not been the easiest, but when it's high, it's high. <laughs> and because the connection is just something you can't even 
you mm-hmm. can't, like you said, like, I don't even, it, the words to define this would feel very unjustified. Like it, it, you almost sure. can't. And yeah, the one thing that I realized was that one, the pro, here's one of the, the psyop traps that I feel. And it's something that I had to real, I had to realize myself because I was being pulled into it. Um, is that, that, that idea of there's only one person who you're meant to be with and no matter what you're with that person only. And as wonderful as it would be, if that would all happen magically and it could be that way, that would be great. But unfortunately, when you have two people, it takes two people to say yes, but only one person to say no. And if someone's saying no, on whatever level, they may not have the awareness, they may not be choosing in that moment. There's nothing that you can really do. Well, I don't want to say there's nothing you can do. That's not true. Um, there are many multidimensional ways that you can work with the situation. However, there has to be a part of you that's willing to surrender and know that if that love isn't going to be there for you, there is another love that is available to you that is just as great. I don't feel like I don't feel like the universe would, would how limitless the universe is and infinite it is. I can't imagine that there would only be one experience for you to be had on this earth that would be the be all and end all. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one thing I can say, um, one thing that's really uh, synchronistic about uh, your story that you were saying in the beginning is that I actually had... Um, so after 2012, I had two soulmates and my twin. Um, and... I use that terminology because that's the information that came to me. Um, you know, I, I, but, but what was funny is that I actually thought that the first soulmate was my twin. And for me, it wasn't, it wasn't because of information I put together. It was actually um, like a vision journey that which I'm not even a fan of those buzzwords either, but um, I was, I was in a, an acupuncture session and I uh, was, had a lot of images coming, you know, into my mind. And one of the things I saw around my first soulmate was literally the, uh, like just this flame coming up and it's splitting. And I thought that that meant, um, so I was with women for a long time until my, until the twin thing happened. And now that, you know, I, I just resonate more with like the masculine energy. And so, but my first two soulmates were actually women. Um, and so, but I thought that the first one, I thought that she was, uh, my twin flame, Um, And I thought that I was told that she was my twin flame and there were a lot. And so I thought she was, and I operated like she was until like the twin, you know, the twin reunion actually happened. And I was like, Whoa, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like there's such a difference. Um, But so I, I also have that in my story that I thought somebody else was, but she was, she's still one of my best friends today. And and we're very, very connected. I think we've been together very many times, you know, um, just as beings in general. And so now I understand her to be a soulmate, but for some reason that was part of my contract is that I had to believe that she was, I had to believe that somebody else was my twin flame. Maybe it was part of like the amnesia deal. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like that was going to keep me asleep until I was ready to remember who he was. Um, What was the question? (laughs) <laughs> I haven't completely forgot, but the, the question that you asked, will you ask it one more time? Oh, uh, <laughs> this is so like so, when you get into like the really higher frequency. I know I got so enthralled in your story like, that 
I feel like I just got taken into somewhere cosmic. (laughs) Right there though. It's like right there. You were, um, well, it's about this idea of like the one, that one person can be the only love. Ah, yes. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm there. Yes. So be, and we're circling back to that topic, like that particular question is that one thing I can say that has been a constant from my research with soulmates and twin flames and my three experiences with them is that there is a stayer and there's a runner. And there is like, I have, that has just been my template um, for all three of these um, energetic relationships that I've had. Um, I have been the stayer every time. They have been the runners every time. Uh, which is like, it's, it's like, it's very emotionally abusive after a while, but it's also things I have to work on is I have abandonment wounds. And so that's just my template that the universe keeps bringing to me until I can, you know, heal fundamentally heal that, that wound that I have. Um, but so one does stay and one does run. And that's just, that's my belief. I, I, I won't say that that happens every time, but that's... So I have something to tell you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because that has been my understanding as well. However, mm-hmm. I've gone through a major um, shift opening healing experience with my twin um, in separation right now. Um, and who knows, maybe forever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I ran this time. But I didn't run away. I ran towards myself. Mm -hmm. And it's actually been the most empowering, um, I think, choice I've ever made for myself. And because of it, it's opened up so much of my um, higher awareness. The Mm -hmm. telepathic abilities now that I'm having are like off the charts. My third eye visions are off the charts. Like, it's almost like what I've understood is my higher self chose this to awaken all of this within me. Sure. Um, and I don't know if that's going to shift the dynamic now. I don't know. Who knows? But all I know is that it was super empowering for me and it feels good to not be in that, um, in that state. Like, you know, cause I, like you, I've been in that state all the time and it's mm-hmm. hard. It's so hard. Um, yeah. it hurts. Mm-hmm. Like it hurts so deep, mm-hmm. so all deep, the time. <laughs> yeah. but you know, I was, pr- I was provided with an opportunity and I had to make, I girl, I had to make the, I had to make the choice real fast, real fast to, in order for, I think it to have the impact and the um, effect that I think it does, um, that I just really had to act so fast. It was like a, literally a one minute connection to my higher self, my guides, everyone. And I'm just like done doing it, boom, and, and, and out. That's and, one of the incredible things about, um, you know, kind of quantum healing is that, I mean, literally 20, 10, 20, 30 years of suffering can be fundamentally eradicated and healed in a moment like in a moment it's it's a perception shift it's that shift it's that it's but it's i mean and it can it can just boom like so it's you give me hope <laughs> you give me you and, give and me let, let, let me just say because i don't want to give anyone like a false um, misinterpretation of how it how i handled it it was still difficult it i had to make it it was empowering 
but I cried. <laughs> I you still cried. have to you still have to go through the human Yeah, like, of course, yeah, because mechanisms of that experience. There's part of it that definitely still feels like a loss. There's still heartache. Mm-hmm. But there was a massive empowerment attached to that or brought in with that. So um I think you know there it whether and to me it's like I'll know I'll, I won't know until it happens if it happens if that actually is a healing aspect to the union who knows for all I know the union may not exist in this particular lifetime or at least the timeline I'm currently experiencing um but I do know that it's empowered me to now be choosing like whatever relationship is next whether it's him or someone else that it's bringing in that vibration now that's new and more empowered which is really nice yeah no it's great that's that that's a really profound shift and that is the purpose of the twin period there's like i was like connection or reunion incarnation whatever it doesn't all of it it doesn't matter but that is the point of the twin is that um you know my twin and i know that we basically you know our template is we it's gonna i'm like how much of my crazy shit i put I know, I know. um what are we gonna get here kaylin <laughs> yeah, let's just let's just let's put it all out there um so we know um because we both have abilities his are, are infinitely more um profound like profound not profound but infinitely more um palpable refined refined you know use i could never make a living off of my abilities they pretty much work for me and that's it whereas he (laughs) like he you know people would call him a psychic or people would call him a this or they would call him a that you know what i mean like he has he has pretty incredible abilities um and so um but but when you put us together they both you know then they both get turned up you know type of a thing and he holds he's kind of like my key so i get a lot of information and when and he in a moment can decipher it all like it, i don't really know how to explain how it happens because i don't really know no because but, yeah 100 um twins are act you're activating each other so you're activators for one another through the whole just the dynamic of the energy, like you said, the runner, the stare, like all of that is activating. And so there's a lot of activations that happen through this relationship. That's why it's so yeah. divine too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he, um, so we know that we basically, we travel to planets um that are experiencing issues whatever that means um and we mean more than earth (laughs) yeah 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 apparently we're not the only ones that this is happening to in the uh in the infinite universe um (laughs) infinite universes um and so that's just kind of like our shtick like that's kind of what we do um you know as we we incarnate on planets or we go to planets that that need help and um uh see again my brain just like shut down for some reason like i don't i mean if, if anybody saw part one you guys know i don't have a problem talking like all <laughs> da, 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 da. but for some reason this one there's like i'm I, i'm like trudging through energetic sludge to get my brain to get brain to mouth is not working very well today um and so anyway so that's that's what we do i don't remember why i was telling you that's what we do but uh but that's that's kind of what we do and so um 
I don't, I don't know why I'm going to go to this, but anyways, but so one of the things like for us really here, and maybe this is something I just need to be aware of right now, but, um, so our mission is not to live happily ever after with our white picket fence, you know what I mean? Like into retirement and, you know, like have like the quintessential earth life, um, you know, especially because him and I were both traumatized very young. Um, and we have some very deep seated and fundamental wounds that are, that are repressed actually for both of us. Um, and so the only way to activate those and to, to, to surpass the, the, the mental um, survival techniques. So the brain, when it's traumatized, there, there, there are methods that the brain will use to survive trauma. Um, you know, one of them is repression. One of them is to, is to compartmentalize and repress the, the information. So you don't know that that happened to you. Um, and that's just how you, your brain chose that one. Well, we both have aspects of that in our story. And so really it would take something as intense as our connection to be able to reach into really a darkness that is unaccessible to us any other way. Um, you know, unaccessible to us that were unaccessible to us in other ways until we came together, until we remembered who we were, until that reunion thing happened. Um, but the reason, like, <laughs> I always say there's no, no rest for the weary, um, because we're not here to live happily ever after, although it would be nice. <laughs> um, but we're, you know, if we, if it's true that, that him and I, you know, travel and incarnate to planets, oppressed planets to help or heal or, um, do whatever, you know, needs to be done there, then, um, the, we have to do that. Like we have to be healed to do that correctly and to do that at, at the level, um, that we're capable of doing. And the only way we can do that is healed. And yeah, if I we're like hiding from any part of ourselves, um, we, we can't, we, we can't hold the frequency necessary to, to do what we came here to do. I think you brought up a really, couple of really good points there. Like one, the whole idea of this happily ever after, I think it's the, the psyop of it is because like, it's just, it's so unrealistic. The psyop for all of humanity. That's not even about the twin thing. That no, is all it's, of it's humanity. just so unrealistic because <laughs> right. you don't come to experience bliss 24 seven. Otherwise you'd be in like dimension 144 or something like that. Right. Right. <laughs> you don't get that yeah. in the third dimension. <laughs> So um, that's not why you come here. Uh, no. It doesn't mean you can't have moments of it or learn to achieve it at longer times. But to think that that's, that's what you're here for, that that's the achievable, like, no, that's, that's not, it's not even that it's not achievable. It's just, it's, it's not what we're here for. And right. so that in itself is a, is a great psyop of love um, in general, uh, twin or not. But then mm -hmm. that, you know, what you said there was really cool and really interesting about how you guys, uh, you know, you going to different planets to do darker, deeper mission work um, through the twin and that you, it's your connection that allows you to go into that deeper, darker place. I completely mm -hmm. resonate with that. I'm getting chills right now. I've never heard anyone say that before. So um, that really resonates with me and I can understand it because when you're with someone who is a frequency match in a sense of like, like you said, a cosmic DNA match, maybe your same star seed family, most likely, um, 
when you come together, your resonance field double, like it more than doubles, right? It really goes out. And so now what you're able to work with is so much stronger. So it makes sense that you'd have that almost like an energy boost or, um, almost like a life jacket for the connection as well as individuals to do that deep dive and come right. out still alive. <laughs> That's keywords. <laughs> yeah. And in any way intact. <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah. that was like really important. I think that's something. And that's one of the, away. that's one of like my biggest soapboxes for the infiltration of the, the spiritual and the new age communities, the esoteric communities, um, as far as like, just trying to keep us locked on a false light or whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, but, but keeping us looking at the light and never facing the shadow, never turning around and seeing what's in our shadow, never, you know, um, God, I just did it again. Like, <laughs> um, so part of that part, like part of why it's so important for me to like expose that is because, um, oh my God, this is like the craziest. This is so interesting. Should we, should we break this down? <laughs> no, like I, I cannot keep a thought in my head. This is, it's very, very odd. I'm going to like, I'm going to fight through this. Um, anyways, the, that sigh up of that false light or not looking into the shadow, whatever reason I started talking about it before, I'm just going to go where I'm going to go with it now. Um, you know, is, uh, one of the greatest ways again to keep us oppressed you know what i mean mm -hmm. if we're not if we're not healing those things if we're not matching those frequencies um you know to do the bigger work um especially especially as you know you know the law of one states that there is millions of wanderers here at this point and they've you know or if you go from like the dolores canon um testimony you know that's that we came we all came in in waves you know these three waves starting back in world war ii you know at the first atomic bomb um you know we've all come in waves but now there's millions of us here you know for them to understand that to know that the only way literally the only way they could battle us because we were technically coming here in a spiritual war right so we're all warriors in, in one way shape or form and so the only way that they could battle us the only way they could match us is if they traumatized us and then kept us from looking at the healing the trauma you know and especially having to know that there were twins incarnating at this time um you know that's another thing i've another commonality that i saw a lot in um you know different esoteric teachings or or understandings of twins is that um rarely do we carnate on the same in the same lifetimes like in the same i don't know if it's planets or incarnations or whatnot but it's actually not very common for uh twins to incarnate at the same time in fact a lot of teachings around the twin flame connection um is uh teaching one how to connect to their twin in the higher realms because they're more often than not not here at the same time with you and so a lot of like the tools and a lot of the um protocols to to utilize your your twin energy for your own healing or for your own awareness and for your own ascension that type of a thing is actually to connect to your twin outside of the incarnation that you're in so you 
just like connecting so many dots for me right now. Oh and not that this is, it's not like this is the first time I've heard it, but you know how sometimes you have to hear something like 15 million times and then the yeah. 15th millionth and one time it all finally yeah. locks in. So it's not about the words you're hearing. It's about the, it's about the resonance. It's about yeah. matching the frequency to the information. So yeah. I got two things to tell you. Yeah. Uh, first we'll talk about this. Um, this is one of the reasons why, because uh, this came up in my Akashic Records session, that mm -hmm. um, I chose to run, go like to depart, was mm -hmm. my higher self used it as a as a as a way to increase the telepathic connection, and to utilize the connections in the higher realms more. So now all of my communication with my twin is happening in the dream state. It's happening mm -hmm. telepathically, consciously. It's happening through visions. Uh, like it's, it's crazy right now. It's, it's like yeah. it's on fire. And so because so we incarnate in on this together at this time, it makes sense to me why <laughs> this could be happening right now, you know, like, yeah. because it's almost, I feel, I also feel like because the desire in the heart is so pure and so strong in this kind of connection, that mm -hmm. it's the one thing that will push you through the darkest places in order to try and get to the other side because the connection is so strong and pure. Mm -hmm. the other and, not, thing and not even just the, like the connection is so pure and strong, but the pain is so intense. And so like, it's like, you will do anything to get out of the pain. Yes. You have a choice. You know what I mean? You can, I lived, you know, being a recovering addict, like I, I've already lived a life where I ran from pain the wrong way. So now I run from pain the right way, which is through the shadow. <laughs> it's yes. through the work. Like you just, you have to do it, you know, but you, it is pain. It's a great motivator pain is a great motivator pain is a great motivator or for evil and like if you that's why sometimes learn, we have yeah. to hit rock bottom before we do anything mm. Mm -hmm. just so everybody knows by the way rock bottom bottom moves yeah. Was wondering because i've hit it a couple times <laughs> like, and then the bottom <laughs> falls out <laughs> yeah yeah and like oh there's a new rock bottom yeah so yeah. um i got a vision for you and I don't know if it's going to resonate with you. You may have some information that kind of clicks in with it, but mm -hmm. when, you know how you've been losing your words and pausing. Yeah. So I've been getting a vision from your heart. There's like a lighthouse is beaming light out and it's like traveling around 360 looking like it's like, it's, I don't know what's happening there in your heart, but that's what the vision I got was a lighthouse with the beam. Got it. Out. Yeah. Message received. Okay. It's it's not one for the show, yeah, <laughs> like, okay. but, 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 uh, but yeah, that's damn it. It's seeking. I know what it is. I know what it is. I mean, I, and I, it will, as it integrates, as the message integrates, um, I have enough of it now to know that it's, it's, it's on point. Like it's on truth for me and it'll integrate probably throughout the night. And I'll probably like wake up in the morning and go, Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah First I just saw this like beam <laughs> of light coming from your heart. And I was like, what's that? And then all of a sudden, like the lighthouse showed up and I was like, oh, yeah. and it was just like circulating. So the message is seeking. It's seeking. And I, like, I think I know what it is, but I have to, it has to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's, it's for, for you. Sure. It's for no one else, but you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so interesting. Um, wow. Like, so, okay. Let's just, before we, we cap this off, 
Sure. Let's talk about really healthy relationships, 5D relationships. Because oh, are you going to teach me what those are? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you draw me a stick figure? Of what you know, it's so funny like? because um, before this episode, Journey to Truth is, is, is on, and I got um, both the guys to talk about what their ideas of healthy relationships, 5D relationships nice. are. And they were so like, you just put us on the spot. You know, how do yeah. I know? We all have experiences. Everyone in the audience has experiences. We all do. And none of us have all the answers. We're trying to learn this together, right? right. And I think like, there, I'm sure you've come with at least a few golden nuggets of what you believe is part of the, the healthy 5D relationship, whether it's twin or not. But um, what information, insight could you impart on the audience that you believe are things to um, work towards or look out for, be, be aware of? So I think the best way that I can articulate um, these lessons is to, you know, is to basically tell you what I did wrong and like what I learned from that. And I know wrong is the wrong word and psychologically I should call it something else, but you know, for, <laughs> I, I'm just glad words are coming to my mind at this particular moment. So let's, let's go with what comes, but. Didn't bring um, success in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I can say that um, a lot of my healing opportunities and a lot of my, my lessons that have come to me um, are around, you know, respect and sovereignty. Um, so because for so many reasons, but what, you know, one of the disorders rattled, rattling around in my head is codependency. And most people understand they actually have a misconception of what, of what codependency is. Um, but codependency is essentially trying to save people and not let them save themselves in whatever way that, that, that manifests, you know, some people are very kind of like the meek and mild codependence. I'm like the bully codependent, like I'm going to save you for you. And if you just do what I tell you to do, you'll be fine. Like, you know, and that's really like, I've been such a journey with that, you know, but a lot of that comes from being a wanderer and it comes from being traumatized myself. And it comes from being the big sister, like the older sister in the family and helping raise little brothers and you know what I mean? So, but, and, and it comes from having like that, um, you know, part of my gift here is having an understanding of psychology and trauma that supersedes any education I've ever had here. So I'm always trying to help, but I'm trying to help you. But the imbalance to that is I'm trying, I'm basically stepping on your sovereignty, right? And because you have what you need to save yourself, you know, you don't need me, like, but I don't get that. Like, I, I don't, that's not a, it's not an automatic, that's a manual. I have to manually turn that car around in my head. Right. So codependency has just been a big journey. So really understanding, and that's really the root of a lot of my relationship problems is, um, especially with my twin, especially, you know, being able to so intimately feel his traumas and, and see ways out of his own darkness, you know, and he was a big, he was a huge instrument in my heat coming that healing out of my, my darknesses, um, you know, that, that, I wanted to be that for him, but I took it to unhealthy places. You know, I didn't let him, um, I, I didn't respect his, the boundaries of sovereignty that he needed to save himself because really nobody can save anybody. I sure as hell can't save you. Um, and, and, you know, the only way, the only fundamental sacred science way to save or be saved is to do it yourself. 
Um, and so in that relationship, really, you know, really understanding God, especially in spiritual relationships, this is such a mind. I don't know. I don't know what the, the PG way to say that is a mind screw. There it is. You, can, your mind you can say screw. whatever you want here. I, I do not censor. <laughs> it's such a mind fuck. <laughs> you know, that's really what I was trying to say. The spiritual relationships are even more difficult because you're so intertwined energetically and you like, it's even harder to like really make that separation. Um, but, but doing so and realizing that, no matter your connection, no matter how you started, it doesn't matter if you came from one spark or not, you are a whole person in and of yourselves. And so really understanding that, um, you know, that, that each person has to, you know, just again, boundaries, respect, sovereignty, um, <clears throat> and really being aware of when you, the difference between needing somebody wanting somebody and loving somebody and and those three lines get very blurred you know and especially if you're dealing with any type of trauma between one or both of you um those get really they they just get really jumbled in the science of the mind anyways you know and so um these are just all lessons that i've just been have just been brought to me over and over and over again um and and really at the end of the day the very end of the day everything in this life is about healing everything in this life it's like you said it's not about the car the job the white picket fence like the happy the happily ever after it's not why we're here it's why we're told we're here hence the psyop but really it's all about the healing and um you know just just sovereignty you know mm -hmm. i i i hope that makes sense to oh yeah. our audience <laughs> you know but and just know that i uh that wisdom came hard learned, <laughs> you know, those, these were, I didn't, um, I didn't wake up one day and understand all of this. These were, these were hard won wisdoms, um, that the deepest wisdoms I, are I, the hardest learned. Yeah. Cause I made all these mistakes. I, I know these things because I, I, I know what the shadow side of all of those feels like. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, and just so you know, just because I, you know, wisdom doesn't always, uh, equate to practice. You know, I, I catch myself, many many times because my twin and i have been going in loops for years um you know that i'm i don't do those all perfectly just because i know them doesn't mean i've integrated them all you know especially in the moment especially in the pain and you know stuff like that so yeah so maybe i was really giving myself the, the advice no <laughs> I but there's, there's no there's a beautiful golden nugget that's a great nugget of of truth and wisdom there for many people to um to chew on because mm -hmm. like you, that was something that I could see starting to happen. I think for me, the last year, year and a half, I've been very aware of when relationships are starting to become codependent and really starting to like cut it off. Like as soon as I'm seeing like, it's not that I cut it off, you know, make it aware, like, okay, this needs to like change or whatever. And if it doesn't, then, I, I walk away from it because I don't want to participate in codependency at all. And mm -hmm. I could see how that was starting to happen with my twin and that it was heavily all being like needed for me and realizing that I can't, this isn't my journey to, I can't do two people's journey right now, you know, like, right. yeah, <laughs> I got mine is one hell of a one I still am trying to figure out. So mm -hmm. in a way, you know, 
I completely agree with you. And I think codependency, I mean, just from a global perspective, when we look at our society and our world, it's the whole matrix system is designed for us to all be dependent on it, to be codependent, you know, feed the system. Um, mm-hmm. It feeds you what it I always wants. say all roads lead back to codependency. Yeah. <laughs> they, so they really do. Codependency, drop that like a hot potato and and really well, find your own self. Dive down into your shadow and find out where you, you know, what you need to heal so that that dissipates. Yeah. Um, yeah. Codependency. All, so many of my disorders, like all roads lead back to codependency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's so just important. this common thread through all of them. It's trauma. Codependency it comes from trauma. So. Yeah. yeah. And once you start working with that and really starting to make, take actions of eliminating codependency out of your life, who oh man, you get so good at like spotting it. And like, if you start cutting it out fast, like it'll be pretty soon. That's not even part of your hologram anymore. You know, like mm-hmm. it's gone. It's like, yeah. um, when I was in my, when I told you about like on the last um, talk, I told you how the guy cheated on me, my 25, 26 right. year old boyfriend at the time. Um, when I was in my twenties, wasn't dating a 25 year old at 43. (laughs) Just to be clear. (laughs) Um, When he cheated on me, it's like being with him taught me so much about, cause he was narcissistic. He was sociopathic. Um, it just really helped me hone in on all the little details about when someone's lying, when they're deceiving, like all those kind of things that now emotionally manipulation emotional manipulation now that shit doesn't fly with me like i can spot it out like real quick so for me the codependency one is my new one that i'm really working on picking out and spotting and like cutting out um so i love that you brought that up i think that's so important and it's so valuable to everyone who's listening it doesn't matter who you are so Mm. wonderful this was such a fun talk i really liked this one Good. Yeah. yeah. I did too when, when the words would come out of my mouth. But yeah. <laughs> oh, you did great. You did great. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, what it is, it's real time um, shifts happening. Yeah. That's, that's all it is. So yeah. I love that the audience got to see um, the message that you got for me, that you, you know what I mean? And got to see kind of like real time in the moment, you know, what, um, what that looks like, especially if they're kind of new to anything esoteric or energetic, like that's, you know, psychics are not always like roadside stop and walk into like a, you know, a dark room and there's a crystal ball on the table. And, you know, sometimes it's just like, yeah, it's just, you, you get a message, you get, you get, it's a message. It's whatever it is. And some people, you can call it a download, you can call it a channel and call it whatever you want, but it's information. It's a, it's an information exchange. Exactly. Um, and so I appreciate you um, listening to your resonance and knowing that that was, you know, I'm appreciate, I appreciate you exchanging that information with me because it is, um, I can feel that my body's waiting for like the, the quiet moment for it to integrate. Cause I think that I, I think that that message is going to pack a wall up <laughs> right now. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Well, you're going to have to keep me posted on that. Um, (laughs) That's so awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show again and for doing this. I'm I'm so glad like when we were talking, you're like, this should be a two-parter. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) I know. I saw again, that same thing, like the picture, you know, you just, the information came and I was like, hmm. So yeah. And then clearly we had like five more synchronicities after that. (laughs) I know. (laughs) know? I know. My goodness. So 
to anyone who may not have caught your first one, let everyone know where they can find you. Of course, I'm going to leave all the links in the description below, but please um, take this opportunity to plug yourself. Yeah, guys. So uh, my brand is Awakening Humanity. I am on Facebook and Twitter right now. I have an Instagram, but it's not, you can go follow it if you want, but there's nothing on there. Um, so the handles for both are at awokehumanity, um, or you can just look up Awakening Humanity. Um, my personal Facebook and my personal Twitter is Kaylin Ann. Um, and so uh, Twitter is at Kaylin Ann 222. And Facebook is just look up Kaylin Ann. <laughs> um, but yeah, she'll, she'll have everything below. But yeah, that'd be, that'd be great. Like, follow, subscribe, you know, all the good stuff. Yeah, please do. She puts out a lot of great information. It's very helpful to anyone on this kind of spiritual journey. And um, thanks again, Kaylin, for coming on. And thank you to yeah. the audience for being here with me once again this week. I love you all. Stay well. And I'll be back with you next time. Thank you all for joining our show. We appreciate you tuning in and supporting us. If any of you have any questions you would like answered on the show or any guests that you would like to hear on our show, please email that information to us at info at enlightenup.us or send us a voice message using the Anchor app. There's a super cool feature on there that allows you to send us a message or ask us a question with a touch of a button right from the app. And please continue to support us by following us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And if you haven't checked out Nicole's channel on YouTube yet, head on over there for some more insight from her, or you can visit her website, inflexibleme.com, where you can book a personal coaching session or a tarot reading, watch some of her most informative videos, or you can sign up for her newsletter. And if you're interested in some light language healing, head to my YouTube channel, lisaloveslove.com, or send me an email to lisa at lisaloveslove.com to inquire about your own personal reading. Thank you again for joining us and supporting us, and we'll be back with you all next week.